From the Capitol in Madison, this is WIS Politics Midday. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam Kelnhofer with WISPolitics.com here with a midday podcast brought to you by Spectrum. Today, I'm joined by Chief Quality Officer at UW Health, Dr. Jeff Pothoff, to talk about some COVID-19 updates as the pandemic continues. So welcome to the show, Dr. Pothoff. We, I, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about like what uh, exactly or where exactly we are with this COVID-19 pandemic. So what's, what's the news on that front? You know, I think the, the one word for the news is, is optimism. Uh, you know, we've come off of our Omicron surge. Uh, we're seeing a decrease in cases. We continue to see that decrease in cases. And then we're continuing to see those later metrics improve, uh, which includes hospitalizations and then ultimately deaths. Uh, you know, also uh, optimistically looking forward is that we don't have a variant right now on the horizon uh, that looks to cause the problems that, say, Delta or Omicron did. Uh, so this is all good news. It doesn't mean that COVID-19 is gone. It doesn't mean we can completely drop our guard, uh, but it does mean that things are looking better. And some of those mitigation strategies that we were using to reduce transmission uh, during those peaks and throughout the pandemic aren't as necessary just because case levels are so low uh, that they aren't necessarily preventing uh, you know, disease transmission uh, just because the likelihood of seeing someone in the grocery store uh, who has COVID and doesn't know it is much less likely today than it was in the middle of January. Hmm, interesting. So you're saying I can actually uh, comfortably take my mask off when I go to the grocery store? I think most people in a lot of situations throughout the state likely can. Uh, you know, it almost feels weird saying it because we've been so careful about trying to reduce transmission to get people out of the hospital, keep people alive. Uh, but right now, um, it is likely safe uh, in most places uh, across the state to do that, uh, to take your mask off, go to the grocery store, uh, you know, go to the movie theater, uh, things like that, things that we haven't really done uh, for a couple of years. Well, that's definitely some good news. I am really looking forward to seeing some people's faces again. That's one thing I really missed during the pandemic. Uh, but bo- moving on here, what what can we look forward to? Uh, not maybe not necessarily in a positive light, but what what's the outlook look like for the pandemic? Is there going to be another uh, Omicron like variant out there or anything like that? Yeah, you know, I think the only thing that could be a fly in our jam is there's no way to say with 100 percent certainty that another variant couldn't develop uh, and cause a surge. Um, Nothing on the horizon right now. Uh, Omicron was a pretty formidable variant as far as uh, infectivity. Uh, A lot of people right now, either through vaccination or recent infection, have some protection uh, against, uh, you know, our current strains. Um, But there is a chance at some point in the future, especially if we're slow to get the rest of the world vaccinated, that a variant could come up uh, and it could make us go back a little bit, uh, have to maybe get the masks back out, Uh, sometime in the future. Uh, But I think, you know, also likely uh, is that we could enter a prolonged endemic phase uh, where we're actually able to keep up with variants, uh, similar to what we see with flu on an annual basis, uh, where manufacturers of those vaccines will have a pretty good understanding of variants uh, that are being found uh, around the world. Uh, You know, their spread uh, could be slower than what we saw with Delta and Omicron, such that we would be able to develop boosters uh, that actually target those specific variants. Uh, So instead of, you know, a fair number of the population being susceptible to these variants ending up in the hospital, uh, you know, folks might be able to avoid uh, even getting sick with them at all uh, because they've kept up on their boosters. Uh, And then that would then be a 
world where COVID-19 is with us. Um, you know, some people will get sick. Some people will go to the hospital and die. Uh, but for a large proportion of the population, they're able to protect themselves. Um, we don't have these big surges that make healthcare unavailable, not only to those who have COVID-19, but to the rest of the population uh, because those health systems are so overwhelmed with surges of patients. Mm, very interesting. So <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit about, uh, since we're you know about two years into this pandemic, what are some of the steps in the healthcare industry that actually worked to uh, reduce the effects of the pandemic? Yeah, I think there's so many things that we learned. Uh, you know, top of my mind uh, is early on the pandemic, we were really trying to figure out the mask wearing. I think folks will remember that. Uh, we didn't have uh, tons of data on effectiveness of masks. And what we knew at that point was that uh, for other viral illnesses, you weren't really contagious until you had symptoms. So early on, we had this idea that, you know, don't wear a mask unless you have symptoms. You're more than likely to touch your face, uh, mess with that mask and infect yourself than you are to protect yourself. Uh, and, and we learned that that was basically 100% wrong when it came to COVID-19. People with COVID-19 are very infectious before they have symptoms. Uh, and the mask, uh, if worn properly, uh, is really effective if both the person who has COVID and the person uh, who comes in contact with that person with COVID wear that mask. We can decrease transmission a lot. Uh, you know, we saw that in the communities, but more importantly, we saw that in our healthcare systems because all of us as healthcare employees were really worried uh, about this disease. Were we going to get it? Were we going to take it to our families? Uh, you know, we masked up, we followed our protocols, and uh, we saw very low rates of transmission between patients and um, our employees uh, in the hospital. Uh, because of because of the use of masks, so I think that was something that we kind of did a 180 on when the data suggested we needed to do things differently, uh, and made a big difference. We've got a lot of data that suggests masking, uh, you know, by large proportions of the population can really significantly reduce uh, transmission. That was that was kind of a, a big deal. Uh, I think you know the other thing that we learned throughout the pandemic are therapeutics that can be helpful. Uh, early on, we we didn't have anything. Uh, you know, we were using dexamethasone just because COVID seemed a lot like ARDS, a, a similar disease that dexamethasone is uh, effective against. Uh, but it wasn't until, you know, months into the pandemic that we started to develop uh, treatments that, that worked, whether it was proning patients, uh, you know, not necessarily medication, but something that we do, uh, you know, using a dexamethasone, uh, seeing the data on remdesivir, uh, and then eventually having monoclonal antibodies and, and things like that. Uh, you know, that put some arrows in our quiver uh, when we started combating uh, COVID-19, and we got better at taking care of patients who, who had that disease. Uh, and I think, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, that fight uh, ended w with the vaccines. I mean, the vaccines being developed without cutting shortcuts, being safe and effective, and the timeline that they were developed was really pretty much a modern, modern marvel of medicine. Uh, and the vaccines were really effective. Uh, I know folks can go on social media and hear folks say, hey, like, I got the vaccine, I can still get COVID-19. You know, absolutely, no vaccine is 100% effective in preventing you from getting the disease. But these vaccines have been really effective in preventing hospitalization and preventing death, which is really the gold standard. That's what you're really looking for um, when it comes to vaccine effectiveness. Um, it, it really is probably a big reason why we are where we are today uh, in, in the fight against the pandemic. So just all kinds of things that have happened in the last two years uh, that are worth celebrating uh, despite uh, the, the tragedy that COVID-19 is. Mm. 
Very interesting. Thank you, Dr. Potoff, for joining me on today's Midday Podcast, brought to you by Spectrum. If you want to check out more healthcare news, you can check out the wispbusiness.com website, where you can sign up for a free daily healthcare update. But for now, I'm Adam Kelnhofer with wispolitics.com. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Wispolitics Midday. For more state government and political news, visit wispolitics.com.